that's where I feel the seed of trust is planted and where the women right. then can accept that we do genuinely want to help. Hello friends, welcome to today's podcast. Today, I'm really pleased to be interviewing a hero of mine, Val Thompson. Val works with some of the most vulnerable people in our society, and she'll be sharing some of her experiences and stories with us. We'll look at how with the right sort of support and encouragement, even the most desperate situations can change and joy can be found. Hope you enjoy it. Welcome to today's podcast. Uh, today we've got Val Thompson with us. Val, welcome. Hi there. Good to see you. Likewise, Malcolm. I'll just give uh, you a brief intro for those okay. listening. Um, so you, you married your, your childhood sweetheart, I read on, uh, on your bio. Background experience in, as a youth worker and family mentor, helping people with particular, with kind of addiction issues and... and uh, struggling with, with maybe life control issues yeah and then you, you kind of find yourself now you're in working for a, a charity um, and that's actually where we connected for this charity it was a homeless charity and you um, set up this uh, night shelter for women called Spring of Hope that's right. and that was probably actually when we first met right at the beginning of when Spring of Hope was <laughs> started yeah. yeah and that's but you've been journeying on that so maybe is it 10 years you've been so yeah, in October we're going to be um, ten years ten years old. Amazing. But I think we were a year before it in the preparation. Ah, okay. Well, because we yeah. stepped in when the local authority, unfortunately, when funding ran, ran out of the previous night shelter, and then we we stepped in and yeah, ten yeah. years. That was really lovely for me to be part of that process at the beginning of something that forming and and to and to get to know you a bit and and as you will know this podcast series this week-long series is is on the theme of hope and how we mm-hmm. build a culture of hope how 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 important hope is in our lives and uh <laughs> the venture you run is called spring of hope it couldn't be more perfect <laughs> so this is this is great and it's obviously very much about what you do and you, you you kind of embody that you live out this uh, culture of hope for for your clients and and the charity yeah something we'll look here today hopefully is going to be around joy and and i i've picked that one and, and particularly um for you is because you're somebody that i really see as a joyful person just naturally joyful and when i've seen you working with with people uh you know you're laughing you're kind of getting alongside people relaxed you engage with people so well and it's that you just you hold this kind of sense of joy all the time that's just really inspiring and I hope that some of that we can, we can kind of learn a bit from from you and, and just hear a bit about that. But <laughs> that's that's kind of what I'd like to dive in, dive into. If that's if that's okay. Um, the um, just in terms of can you maybe give a bit of a, a background to the Spring Hope, a bit more detail because it was only just a brief one there. Um, we talk about this last ten years. So what's that journey look like for you this last ten years? So when we launched back in um, twenty eleven. We were working with a community more of young young women. And as time went on, um, and word of mouth that um, this charity has got this women-only space, we've ended up working um, 
with women fleeing domestic abuse, women with yeah. uh, mental health, women with addiction. You know, majority of our women have our mothers, aunts, mm. sisters, and also grandmothers as well. And I think the journey has been, it's been an interesting journey in that we've really had to hold on to the word hope. And we've really, in that moment, it just flows naturally. And yeah. they ask us the questions, I guess, like what you said, Malcolm, why are you so cheerful? And even if we do have a challenging woman, we can diffuse the situation and we can still have peace and we can still have laughter and joy in, in the night shelter. And that comes again, holding on to hope and yeah. just holding on to my belief over the journey when, so when we launched, when you were with us, Malcolm, we were two nights a week and that was to coincide with um, a mixed gender um, night shelter called Julian Trust. Um, and we, we, were, we were opening two nights till before, unfortunately, pre-COVID, we were up to six nights right. a week um, from from um, Sunday right free to um, Friday, Friday night and close um, on so a Sunday. You've really been growing then. Yeah, yeah, we were doing, we were growing, we were start, we were growing in a place where our relationship, even now, um, where we, we work with every uh, every agency in the city, so when all the homeless sector, local authority, um, police, social services, um, refuge, we work um, with agencies outside of um, Bristol, so women who may be coming into the city and maybe going to a refuge, but the room is not ready, so we will be a stopgap for yeah. Um, yeah. those women as well. So. Yeah, we've been, yeah, we've worked, we're working with everyone, even yeah. now in this current um, season in, with COVID, we're working with women, unfortunately, where complex doesn't stop. No. Challenges doesn't stop because of COVID yeah. and where we've had to be working along alongside other um, multi-agencies linked mm -hmm. to the women um care plan so we work with women who are really vulnerable due to their addiction due to their mental health and no fault of the authorities due to their vulnerableness it's not easy for them to be um rehoused no. in certain communities and because of how vulnerable they are and could become a target it's, it's, a, it's amazing amazing work you do and it's so important that you that i mean yeah you, you literally are providing hope for the hopeless and it's such an amazing work you do so i'm, I'm really really pleased to, and happy to hear that it's it's growing I mean, there's a sadness to the fact that it's growing isn't there yeah the fact that the needs there but, the, but it's great that you're able to provide that provision yeah um, for the really, really uh, vulnerable women as i was saying about kind of the, the culture of, of of joy and and um having joyfulness being being um hopeful th this is something that uh, i'm sure you and your team really have to be intentional about because people come in and they're probably very much not that but do you have any examples of of people that you've walked alongside or kind of stories of maybe in your own life or anything else where you've seen that the the positive impact of, of being joyful being kind of uh, positive and projecting this hope 
for people that that really are in a desperate place yeah so for um for me personally in my um in reflecting on um on my um role and being and maintaining joy i think for me personally if um if i was to reflect on joy for for myself it's coming yeah. to yeah. that greater place of peace regardless of all what's around and accepting who I am and that has been my journey walking alongside the women as well in accepting who I am personally and in my work life but for me um, there's so many women I can talk about and share but this one woman because I'm still working with her during COVID with social services and housing and this, a client who I first met and she came to us straight from um, prison mm-hmm. and um, and that was around um, a fair due to she was feed, she was feeding to sell, to sell um, the items to feed her addiction mm-hmm. um, it wasn't that she wasn't offer help, but again, she was so broken when she came out of prison, she just didn't want to go in the pathway of um, hostels. And we yeah. knew of her previously. So she was a homeless woman who then eventually quickly went in that spiral of back into erring addiction. Oh, um, very hard, very hard. Walk, still walking in childhood trauma, um, a victim of domestic abuse, a mother and a child and children in social care system, and for her was around trusting, and I think what helped us was that um, she was holding on to hope and she was listening, but it took a while for in accepting the help and support. But once she started to see, regardless what she said to us, yeah, we may push back, we may challenge, but she still saw and heard that we weren't judging. We were being unconditional. We were just loving her for who she is. And then she was starting to realize okay they're still smiling with me even though I just said something that maybe I shouldn't have really said and you know this role sometimes remind me um when my pathway's also been a youth worker so working with challenging young people yeah. and sometimes you find you know and I think it's a human thing I think we all do it sometimes unknowingly but but the women that we work with, you are really broken. You've lost all trust. They do push the boundaries to see how far they can, how far we're going to walk with them. And when they see that we're not budging, then it starts growing. They start opening up. And that's what this, this woman, beautiful woman, amazing creative woman who was, um, she was, um, a hairdresser, she was traveling the country, she was doing hair show, amazing. She was, um, yeah, she was um, managing multiple um, hair, hair, hair salons. She was just such a gifted woman, but due to her brokenness, 
And uh, the final brokenness for her was um, the breakdown of her children's um, father relationship and the abuse that led to addiction. And when she did come to us, trust started to fall back into place and that trust was accepting hearing the help we wanted to offer her so we once that moment opened up we were able to refer her to professional agencies to help her with her issues so she had mental health she had the trauma um and we were able to walk alongside her until she gained the trust with those agencies that she was able to walk by herself with those agencies. But what unfolded for us or for her is that she wanted us at Spring of Earth, myself, to still walk with her around her children. And for, uh, what was interesting was that she was unfortunately at the time was in a tug of war with social services. They all they saw, you know, no fault of their own, but at that time, you know, the the, the children's well-being was their priority. Yeah, really, the mother. So all they were seeing was a woman who was struggling with her recovery, um, and the only way that she could have contact is if I walked alongside her on these meets. And as time went on, the year another year went by. They were just blown away in how she started to be interacting her children were accepting her she was the the um the boundaries the barriers of shame and guilt she had built up was starting to crumple away and they were having this flow and so for her right now is that she is in um she's in a supported um housing accommodation um she's um, it's been challenging during COVID, but she's still engaging with her recovery pathway, engaging with well-being sessions. But what's so empowering out of all of this relationship is just seeing her just blossom mm. and just seeing her. Every time you see her, you just see this amazing, beautiful woman. But alongside that is that being a witness of seeing someone so broken, so yeah. lost, who's now picking up a child from the, yeah. from the carer every morning to school. And now the social worker is encouraging her to have stay for her child to have stay over at her flat. And that gives me great joy in, yeah. in just seeing um, someone he will come from such a broken place or such negativity who's just blossoming. And there's so many more stories of women where we are walking alongside. That's, that's so, so encouraging. And what a beautiful story. Uh, thank you for sharing that. From, and obviously very, very recent as well, if it's, you know, that you're still- Still ongoing, so. yeah. And, and you're still seeing that kind of uh, fulfillment, that kind of unfolding of who she is, coming back to who she's almost been designed to be. You know, she's had this trauma. Wonderful that mm. you've, you've kept that consistency in her life and organizations like yours that do that. It's just, it's such a, um, such a, a benefit to our, our society. A real gem, 
and, and they can be missed. We, we can miss these things. But what you said there when you first started was really fascinating about trust. And that is clearly something that is that is a fundamental part of this journey of on uh, having a, a, a hopeful culture, having hope, and being able to be joyful in that, having yeah. joy within that. So she, you have to give her that ability to trust in you. Is there anything in particular that you remember that was the tipping point for her to actually really trust in, in you and the rest of the team? I feel. What we do at Spring of Hope, we give the um, the unconditional love, and that unconditional. A lot of the women as well in the unconditional love are coming from many different pathways. So you know, again, with Spring of Hope, we've been on a journey where we've seen the transition of, and we have to adapt to all the different relationships within because before pre-COVID we would accommodate 12 women so it's yeah. a real diverse community yeah. and with that though is maintaining a safe space and with so with that you know bad cop is giving the tough love and saying yeah. it how it is and that can make you feel really vulnerable because you're thinking you know you've got someone who's who's ready feeling challenged and there I'm going one to a dozen and that was not acceptable. What is acceptable? Remember the house rules. Remember the environment. But yet, you know, when you the following day you're still beating your stuff up, but they come back that same night and then they will share that they'll thank you because they've never had some of them have never had that had that tough love conversation talk given to them. And, I, and with that, it just opens them up because the tough love is that we're not judging. The tough love is that we want to help. And, you know, that's where I feel the seed of trust is planted and where the women then can accept that we do genuinely want to help. So at Springfield, we do say it how it is. I feel we need to, and the women do say they need to hear it due yeah. to the yeah. diversity of our community as well, of the different women from the different pathways of me. Yeah, I've, I've actually, I've witnessed that with you as well. And, and so, and I've seen those, you know, the, the tough love, but you say about unconditional love, but it really is that, and, and but there is this, it's not like you're just a pushover. There's, there's real, you create these boundaries loving boundaries and and you love people amazingly uh, and really broken people are, are impacted because of of that work you do and it's really phenomenal thanks so much for for sharing that i mean this may resonate with some people that are listening they may have have had similar experiences themselves mm -hmm. or you know family members or they actually this is a maybe just for some it's just an insight into uh, an aspect of community and our, our our world that um this brokenness can be healed and can be repaired, then there is hope even from from really challenging situations. Definitely. So that alone for us is, uh, is it, those stories provide us all with hope. And, and there's something really powerful about how you intentionally connect with people and people get alongside each other and, and love one another. And then this, this hope for the future can really, can really build. It's wonderful. Well, I think we feel like we could keep going on for, for ages, uh, we, we probably need to kind of start coming to a close with what we're talking about. But okay. there, if there, is there anything, 
what encouragement could you would you have for anybody listening advice about wanting to build this culture maybe it's a culture of trust maybe it's a culture of, of joyfulness or those things so that are looking to increase that in in their lives being thankful and accepting the little things that i've got so for example being able to go to the bathroom whenever i want you know to have running water whenever I want, you know, if I want to make a coffee, you know, just go in, if I want to make a fresh pot of filter coffee, and I love coffee, so, <laughs> you know, I can, and especially now, you, you know, coffee shops are not open the way how they used to be, just having still that opportunity that I can still make a lovely pot of coffee, and just being thankful and just receiving that, and just having those just having those little, just being appreciating, just reflecting on the little things, what we've got can really bring a lot, a lot That's of so good. Joy. And, and, and particularly for the season we've gone through with COVID where exactly. the, the, what we don't have is being magnified, we can be the focus. So to flip that round and say, like, uh, like you just said, you know, let's focus on those small things that are just, actually, we take for granted. And, and, and if we have this kind of, it's, it, maybe it's a, that kind of being thankful, regularly being thankful for something we have like that. And I can really see that it would be so beneficial for just changing our viewpoint away from the from the negative, what we don't have, but actually just and then just think, man, that is amazing. And particularly yeah. for you, who you know, you're working with people that, that various view those things mm. you're working with. So it's even more apparent. But that's really wonderful. Thank you so much, Val, for for spending the time and sharing with us um, some really key, really gold we've got in there, you know, trust, how trust can really kind of develop and and, uh, and all somebody to do, to have a, a hope for the future, to mm. be able to um, show people kind of that unconditional love if people are going through a hard time. Yeah. And then be thankful, being thankful for those small things. All these things will be really fundamental in, in that joyful, um, being being full of joy and and having a hopeful hopeful life, hope for the future. So thanks so much, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Uh, look forward to seeing you in in the flesh at some point soon. Definitely. And seeing how you're getting down down there at uh, Spring Hope. So um, yeah, thanks again, and and uh, see you soon. Thank you. You take care. Bye.